This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast. It is time for uh, the interview with Madison Kelly, which was done by Zach Hoffman. He's a local uh, news reporter here at Radio 1. And it's about the Basking and Arts Community Programme about lizards at the Okanui Eco Sanctuary. And this is going to play out for you now. Hello, listeners. You're listening to Radio One Te Reo Irirangi Kotaki. I am here, joined by Madison Kelly, who has recently worked on a what would you call it, a lizard workshop. Yeah, I suppose it's a community arts community programming type yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. with lizards uh, named Basking. So, first off, Madison, how are you? I'm I'm great. I literally just came back from a walk in the forest, so I'm pretty stoked. Pretty stoked, me. <laughs> now let's just. Jump straight into it, I reckon. Yes, please do. Uh, now you have a degree in <clears throat> you have a degree in zoology, and you've completed art school. And this project, uh, basking, seems like a great combination of both these worlds, wouldn't you say? It is. It's very exciting to uh, have a project that kind of works between conservation as well as drawing and kind of using art as a way of exploring the world. I feel like it is the first one that I've ever done that actually has some sort of like community action related to it. So it's quite an exciting mix of art and science. Speaking of community, your um, the workshop at the end of it, people get handed out these little tiles. Yeah. That you've uh, called ACOs. Yeah, that's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. So how do they? And they need to be like kind of almost lizard habitats. Absolutely. In a, in a way. So how do they work? Yeah. So I guess um, bigger picture, the project itself is about local lizards, um, but also lizards in general, and kind of understanding how they work in the world and how we can support them. So part of that is lizard workshops where we will be making habitat tiles. And yeah, the ACO stands for Artificial Cover Object. So these are any objects that can create refuge, um, shelter, or expand upon a habitat that maybe lizards would like to access. So um, when we're drawing the lizards themselves, we'll also be hopefully building some tiles and making drawings on those and installing those into environments to welcome other lizards into our community. Mm, yeah. Awesome. How long has basking uh, been in the works for, would you say? I started making my own habitat tile drawings at the end of last year and I got some nice support from Blue Oyster Art Project Space to do that just as a little end of year wrap up and then basically um, there was a call out with Dunedin Dream Brokerage for an initiative called Off the Ground and that was specifically for projects that were in response to COVID or projects that didn't continue because of COVID. So basking was a great opportunity to support the eco-sanctuary, Aurukanui, um, that had a lot of impact as a result of COVID, um, but also kind of reignite people's interests in their personal space. Like a lot of people fostered relationships with their gardens um, throughout COVID. So basking is kind of looking at how we could reconnect and continue that connection with our garden. So in that sense, only got announced that the project was funded in February, so only a couple of months that we've actually been developing the project itself. Um, so it's pretty full on. <laughs> Needless to say, <laughs> a lot of money. Um, what was the motivation behind this, uh, this lizard workshop? Basically, I suppose the motivation is to foster a better understanding of the ways that lizards could teach us um, about our environments and looking at our gardens and our personal and local spaces as sites that are not just for us but for multi-species groups um, and lizards are an amazing group to kind of focus that attention on um, because they're slightly under-recognised, they're quite 
newly described in a lot of ways. Our understanding of them is still growing, so it's a really great opportunity to encourage people to think about their gardens as habitat, as active native habitat, but also to increase people's understandings of a group that um, maybe was under-recognised up until quite recently. Yeah, speaking about that, um, it seems that our endemic burrows get much more attention than Aotearoa's lizards, uh, insects and amphibians. Uh, why do you think this is? Yeah, it's a big problem, um, especially in conservation, the whole idea of like charisma relating to um, attention and also funding and all these other things that might impact that species recovery. White bait's a really good example. Um, really hard to enact <laughs> conservation action on that when people don't know about them or care about them. Mm. Um, the biggest thing with lizards is that in the last 20 years or so, there's been actually a huge explosion in herpetology research around native lizards. So New Zealand collectively maybe didn't know how many lizards we had, um, and the same would go for frogs. We didn't know maybe the diversity and the ubiquity of our amphibians and our reptiles. And insects are a whole other story. But yeah, there's a lot related to how accessible a species might be um, and how visual a species might be or how attractive they are and how that correlates to support or enthusiasm. There's over 120 or so native reptiles in New Zealand, which is actually more than all of our terrestrial native bird species. Just so happens that we get to interact with our birds a lot more or maybe they're a bit more charismatic or fun. People don't get to see lizards as much because they're very selective about the spaces they live in. Their distributions are really specific. They've undergone like a lot of speciation, so you get huge diversity, but in really tiny pockets. And they also just don't really like being around humans. Like humans disrupt things a lot. Lizards like stability and certain conditions, and they'll be very quick to hide away. Learning to look for them and learning how to find lizard-friendly spaces is a really nice way to try and boost people's appreciation of them as well. <clears throat> what would be the one thing that you hope people uh, will take away from the basking workshop? Ooh, I would like people to learn how to think more like a lizard because they're really good at responding to their climate, they're really good at using the resources that are available to them and not extending beyond that, they're really careful and slow and I think people could benefit a lot. <laughs> from behaving more like a lizard. Now, speaking of lizards, what is your favourite endemic lizard? <sighs> Zachary. It's, <a> hard <laughs> it's such a hard question. I will say, I work at Autokanui, this is my bias, but I am quite attached to the Otago skinks and the Mokokaka that get you with the jeweled geckos, and those are endemic Otago species. But, for the sake of relevancy, I will say the Kupalo gecko, maybe either Kupalo gecko, or Kupala gecko. <laughs> the reason I don't know how to say it is because it's a species that hadn't been seen for about 50 years until like last week. So, like I said, people are still researching lizards and finding new ones. This gecko was seen in like the 1960s, not seen again until early 2000s, and then just last week they rediscovered four of them in the Nelson Lakes district. So this is an amazing mountain kind of alpine gecko that's part of the Mokopirirako families. It's like a forest gecko. And they found four of them and one of them was a pregnant female she had a star marking on her head and they called her um fetu ahi ahi so like fetu being the star um and it's just an amazing example of like how continuously people are still finding new geckos and how resilient they are as well so that's my current favorite nice yeah. nice <laughs> have you got any other art projects in the pipeline you've been pretty preoccupied with this this one, one has been a big one um i'm working towards some other work that's based around the perimeter fence that's for exhibition next year so I can't give too, I don't know too much about that I have work that will come out in the post project through Blue Oyster um, in the last run of that and any drawing stuff that comes up 
Cool. Basically, yeah, I'm just constantly working on something. Nice. Yeah. Now, we love music here at Radio 1, Tereo Irirangi Kotaki. So, who are some artists and what are some tunes that you've been uh, slinging lately? Oh, some sweet tunes. Well, what have I been slinging? I've been really into Holly Herndon. She does really cool, like, transhuman algorithmic stuff. So, she makes computers that can kind of replicate human voice, and it's a really fun thing to work on when you're thinking about other species. And I've been listening to Constance Denby, who's a really cool ambient kind of space <laughs> instrumentalist. And I'll give a shout out to Night Lunch as well. Yeah. Um, Big shout out, Night Lunch. Because what would Dunedin be without Night Lunch? Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, come to the workshops. We've got workshops on Saturdays, the 17th and the 24th of April. But we also have a hub in town on George Street. Um, in the weeks leading up to those so you can come and look at some tiles you can come make some lizard drawings learn about lizards um, or sign up for the workshops as well right. yeah thank you very much for your time Kapai, thank you Kapai, no problem <laughs> alrighty that was Madison Kelly this is Radio 1 have a fantastic day all you listeners thank you very much yeah Zach. that was lovely yes. that was just checking I was on air so yes thank you very much Zach uh, that was very interesting kind of wish that I could do like sculptures sometimes Oh, for sure. I'd be like artistic in any means. Yeah. yeah. So just yeah to re reiterate, um, basking is all across the city, featuring the workshops mm. on the seventeenth and twenty fourth of April at Orokunui, um Drawing Space on seventeenth George seventeen George Street. Yeah, go so, check yeah. it out. Sounds really cool. It does sound quite cool. Like, I don't know. It's it's not. It's cool. That's like awareness of you know what was that going through and like talking about actually how lizards do live in our ecosystems in New Zealand and having that extra fact from someone that did zoology yeah and that's quite cool I think as well thinking like to think about how you're gonna wrap your or change your lifestyle Mm. or garden or whatever around supporting New Zealand based ecosystems Mm. is like quite an important thing because I feel like you just don't really think you're like oh yeah I like peace lilies I'll just get one of them yeah. but actually if you can think about it like even with bees and stuff that's a really like how to plant like a bee friendly garden is super yes. cool and super important but yeah no there you go so check it out uh- thanks for listening to Radio 1 91 FM podcast all of our content lives online at r1.co.nz